Streaming has gotten way too complicated, but you can hack the system with Prime Video. It has everything in one app with one password. See Roadhouse, Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, all included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. It's all your favorite content in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Feeling like you need a punch of energy? Enter Wonderful Pistachios. I love them. The snack that packs a protein punch, and the best part, they come in so many flavors and so many sizes. Whether you're on the go or chilling at home, Wonderful Pistachios, they're the go-to snack for me. Here's the real kicker, the protein. These little wonders are one of the highest protein nuts out there. Just one ounce serves up a whopping six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. So visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. I love them. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Herd podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday on Fox Sports Radio at noon to 3 Eastern, 9 a.m. to noon Pacific. Find your local station for the herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Fox Sports Radio or FSR. This is the Best of the Herd with Colin Cowher on Fox Sports Radio. Here we go. Ready to roll. Live in Los Angeles on a Wednesday, it's the Herd. Wherever you may be, however you may be listening, thanks for making us part of your day. One hour from now, the always interesting Greg Olson stops by. J-Mac, um, as we see newspapers, you used to work at a newspaper. I was a stringer 40 years ago. Um, as we used to work at newspapers, and they've kind of, they're shuttering. There is one place that has a lot of money, the backing of big resources, the Athletic. Uh, something that I subscribe to, and I sit every afternoon and go to The Athletic and read and read and read. I think they do an unbelievable job. I st- if you like sports, it's the best place to get really in-depth coverage. And boy, is there is there an article on the Jets today. 30 sources. What went wrong inside the Jets? Are you ready? I want you to take his seat. Okay, you have. Yeah, yeah. Remember, I'm not saying his name. I'm not going to say his name until, uh, I don't know, it's for a long time. But, yes, it's, it's ugly. Shocker. All right. So I've said this about Bill Belichick, is that Bill wants to win, but on his terms now. Didn't always used to be like that. Bill only wants to coach certain players. He won't relinquish personnel duties. That's not sacrifice. That's not collaborative. That's not all in on winning. That's actually selfish. I've said this about NFL owners, a majority of them. They're not about winning. They're about winning on their terms, not relinquishing power. Jerry Jones needs to call himself a general manager. 
Let's be honest, kind of silly. We don't think he's the general manager. This article in The Athletic, 30 sources. Many had to be anonymous. They didn't want to get whacked. They're on the staff. 30 sources. Paints a picture that Aaron Rodgers is very much the same thing. Aaron wants to win on his terms. But it's secondary to Aaron being comfortable. Here we go. The article points out, 30 sources, it is a team with an ill-equipped offensive coordinator, Nat Hackett, an excuse-making paranoid head coach, and an organizational tunnel vision on a quarterback that rubbed many teammates the wrong way. It's such an effing mess, said one coach. Something has to change. Here's the really interesting part to me. Rodgers and Nat Hackett's relationship, this is something I've been told, is more frat bro than player coach. And Rodgers appreciates, Aaron appreciates the free will to sort of operate the system as he sees fit. During camp, New York's defensive line's excellent, outplayed him in practice every day. One coach on the staff said it was concerning how little urgency Hackett and his staff showed in trying to fix it. He'd never seen a team watch less practice tape in training camp than the Jets' offense did with Hackett. Consider Aaron was new there. They had all these new pieces. During games, Hackett struggled to make adjustments against the Cowboys week two. Dwayne Brown needed help blocking Micah Parsons, according to multiple team sources. Hackett never adjusted. Parsons dominated. Cowboys crushed the Jets 30-10. to the story goes on. Basically, now Sala has stepped in to oversee it. There is no confidence that Hackett has the ability by himself to run the offense. So again, Aaron wants to win as long as he's comfortable, not pushed, not challenged, and it's with his frat buddy. This is why Bill Belichick couldn't get a job and why Aaron going forward, I've predicted, will be irrelevant. Lamar Jackson's crying on the field when he loses. Mahomes is pushed hard, often having verbal exchanges with Andy Reid and formerly Eric Bieniemy, Being coached hard, being uncomfortable, growth. Um, now, when Brady went to Tampa, you could say, well, Tom wanted certain things, yes. A Hall of Fame tight end in Gronk that was still great in big games and a bit of a wacko, but Hall of Fame talent Antonio Brown and a veteran running back Lenny Fournette. He didn't want second and third expensive wide receivers. He didn't want old guys who couldn't play anymore or buddies. Tom wanted guys who could still in big games bring it. Not Alan Lazard, who was a healthy scratch late in the season and expensive. Again, why Belichick can't get a gig and why Aaron is not relevant. You've got to be able to sacrifice, collaborate, and win on terms that aren't always yours. You don't always get your way in this league. Add in a defensive head coach. We know for the fifth straight Super Bowl, offensive coach versus offensive coach. The story went on with 30 sources saying it's not uncommon for team decisions to go through Aaron Rodgers, said an NFL general manager. Rodgers isn't the assistant GM. 
Joe Douglas is the assistant GM. So I'll say it again. I didn't think they'd be a playoff team this year. I don't think they're a playoff team next year. You win upstairs first. Ugly, sad, inability to be uncomfortable. So I'm watching the Warriors Sixers last night. Eh, That's a nice, nice game. But the Warriors are 19 and 24. It's what they are. And I've always found it, it's really interesting to watch dynasties and how clunky it is when they end. Michael Jordan's Bulls, they did a dock on it. LeBron decided in Miami, I'm just going to leave. Not really give anybody a heads up. I think the Spurs did about as good a job with a graceful exit as you can do. But even then, as they were pivoting to the new world, he couldn't get along with Kawhi Leonard and shipped him to Toronto for a bag of chips mostly. Greg Popovich got in the way of Greg Popovich. When it comes to the Warriors, it's time to rip the Band-Aid off with everybody except Steph Curry and possibly, based on what the analytics say and the coach says, Draymond Green. You move everybody else. Now, I push back a little, but there's an argument to be made when the Warriors beat the Celtics in that finals. Andrew Wiggins, Clay Thompson, top of the market, time to move them. But I understand that's tough. You'd want a finals, you want to run it back, you break up the Splash Brothers, but you'd seen the inconsistency of that roster all year before winning. But this idea, can we move off Clay Thompson? Yes. He'll still be beloved. He'll still be part of the greatest shooting backcourt ever. He'll get a statue. Time heals all wounds. Brett Favre chose to play for a division rival, the Vikings. Still beloved in Green Bay. Shaq wore a Celtics jersey. The Fab Five just reunited. Take a deep breath. But this idea, do we break them up? Like fans are going to sell their season tickets if the team trades Clay Thompson or moves off Andrew Wiggins. I mean, I would keep Steph without a question. And And I've said before, I do think as a defensive catalyst, the numbers bear it out. This is an average defensive team without Draymond, good with him to very good. you got to keep your top defensive player. But this is how dynasties struggle. Do we rip the bandit off? The answer is always yes. You don't win in this league on nostalgia. You don't win clinging to the past. You don't win romanticizing four years ago ever under any circumstances. The league's getting younger. It's getting more European. They need more size. The Wiseman thing didn't work. But the idea that the fans would be outraged, they would build Clay a well-deserved statue. I can almost name it now. There'll be a Splash Brothers statue. Steph's statue will be a, a little taller than Clay's, but he'll still be beloved, like Favre is in Green Bay and like Shaq is still in Los Angeles. All right, J-Mac, um, Harbaugh's salary's out there, 16 mil. That's a bargain. Um, <laughs> we, had, we had Tom Brady on yesterday, talk, we'll do this later, talking about Belichick coming back. Mm. Could I make the argument that when you're in, 
whatever business you're in. You, know, you can be tech, Wall Street. You can be a school teacher. You know, school teachers get some time off. But when you're in these businesses where my, our bosses here at Fox are on a plane every day, I mean, scheduling a lunch, it's hard. They're on a plane. That sometimes saying, hey, take a deep breath. I'm going to take a couple weeks off. Step back. Look at the league. That's what Sean Payton did. He watched the league unemotionally. And, he, and I remember having dinner and having lunches and discussing stuff with Sean. And he's like, boy, I noticed this, this, this. You don't when you're in the league. And the funny thing about Belichick is this is the guy that said no days off. He was the GM and the coach. Could I not argue he needs a year off? (laughs) Take a deep breath. Look around the league. What's working? Belichick, take a gap year. Maybe travel Europe. (laughs) Check out. uh, Look at all the new stuff that McDaniel and Shanahan and all the smart young guys are running. Yeah, that's what Belichick's going to do. Come back at 73 and coach Dak Prescott in Dallas. Uh, There's going to be a lot of jobs open next year, right? Philadelphia. Well, you want to go with Jalen Hurts? A lot Hurts? of jobs open with good quarterbacks. Josh Allen in in Buffalo. You know, it's funny. We we were talking about a staff this morning, and 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 you, it's one thing to lose to Mahomes, but when you start losing as a favorite home playoff games, that lands differently for an owner. It's one thing you go on the road. I mean, you're Green Bay. You go out to Santa Clara. You're Detroit. You go out to Santa Clara, face the Niners, favored by a touchdown. Dan Campbell at home favored by a touchdown losing. That lands differently to ownership and GMs. Buffalo now is playing. Kansas City's not running through the regular season. So this loss for Buffalo is like, all right, dude, it's one thing, Arrowhead. It's one thing. But this was the weakest Chiefs team, the strongest Bills offense. So I think Buffalo is one of those. I think it's a well-run operation. But I think September and October – matter for Sean yeah, McDermott. That's a good point. Uh, I would argue that the loss to the Bengals ending their season last year was worse. They it, got destroyed like 27 like 10. Great point. And, then and the it, Chiefs and, did go on to beat the Ravens this right. past week. The Ravens number one team. Chiefs win the Super Bowl. Does that Buffalo loss sting as badly? No, probably not. Probably but not. it's a good point. The Cincinnati loss that was stung. Brutal. And then this year, the weakest Chiefs. So does the GM and the owner think, we're close. We're knocking on the door. Can you hear us? Or we're as close as we're going to get. Kansas City's only getting better. Here comes Burrow. We can't beat Baltimore yeah. right now. By the way, that Buffalo defense got old quick. Yeah. Secondary, yes. Miller. Like They got a lot of changes to make there. Yep. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. Hi, it's The Herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. That's code HERD for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just five bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. 
as a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. So they announced Jim Harbaugh. Somebody came out, didn't announce it. Multiple sources. Harbaugh's going to make about 16 mil a year. That's about double what he would have made in college, a little less. Um, they'll make about a third of that back in ticket sales and merch, I would imagine. Uh, if you get a home playoff game, that gives you four or five million bucks probably too. So what Harbaugh is really here for, though, uh, bigger than anything, is to get the most out of Justin Herbert, one of the really gifted quarterbacks in this league, and to resurrect a damaged brand. For most of my life, though they didn't end up in the Super Bowl much, the Chargers were fun. They were wild. It was LT. It was Fouts. It was Winslow. It was John Jefferson. It was Antonio Gates. It was Philip Rivers. Keenan Allen. There's always been talent there. Most of it, it feels like, on the offensive side. They've always been fun. A little like the Miami Dolphins. Just a lot of big offensive players through the years and some really good quarterbacks. But since becoming the L.A. Chargers, seven years, one playoff win, bad coaches, but they hit on Justin Herbert. They just can't find him the right coach. And at the end of a fiscal year, the NFL hands everybody a check, every franchise owner. This year, the check was $375 million. Next year, uh, people theorize, they're predicting it'll be over $400 million. So paying a football coach with a huge brand, and about three coaches have one, $16 million, uh, that's not much to pay for relevance, especially in the Los Angeles market. Again, this is not Cincinnati or Buffalo. There's about 8 million people in Los Angeles County, and there are billboards now all over the city with Jim Harbaugh's face on it. So this team has gone from damaged and irrelevant and enigmatic to the talk of the city. And just think about Andy Reid. We think of Kansas City as formidable for a long time, but uh, he's had zero losing seasons in Kansas City the minute he got there. Pre-Andy Reid, and I went and looked it up this morning, Kansas City only had consecutive winning seasons once in 15 years. They had six six different coaches in 15 years before Andy Reid and no playoff wins. So the Super Bowl commercials cost $7 million for 30 seconds. Extrapolate that out. What Andy Reid and Shanahan are bringing, the value they bring to the franchise. We did some math this morning. $3.3 billion. Harbaugh's making $16 million. You get to a Super Bowl if you extrapolate what an ad costs, the value you get of free merchandising, marketing, and promotion for a three-hour and 45-minute game. And you'll get talked about pre and post, so it's about four is $3.3 billion. Now, our calculators are old school. Ryan, we put him to the test, gave him a number two pencil and a yellow sheet. But a great head coach in this sport is worth every penny. And here's Harbaugh's first hype video. 
It's going to be a team. Think of a family. There's going to be igniters. There's going to be leaders by example. That's mostly what I do. We're going to attack with that enthusiasm unknown to mankind. We laid all the line. Oh, my goodness. For us. And this is where I want to be. Nowhere else. Let's go. Come on. I can't wait. <laughs> I can't wait. And a lot of this is just when you get a Justin Herbert or a Josh Allen or a Mahomes. No, not a Brock Purdy. When you get an all-timer, you got to get the coach right. And you have to see it really quickly. The Urban Meyer thing. It's not working. Let's move on. Pay him off. We tried. We took a swing. Let's move off. That's okay. But eventually you got to get a successful head coach. You can't go on a third, never been a head coach before coach. So they got it right. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. Polly Fusco here with Tony Fusco. Yo. You know, as the host of the number one rated Polly and Tony Fusco show, we get tons and tons of fan mail every day. Piles of it. In fact, Tony, why don't you open up one of those letters right now and read what's inside? Yeah, listen to this. Dear Polly and Tony, your sports takes are the dumbest and most oh, terrible. Oh, wait, not that wait, one. Wait, why? Open this other one. Dear Paulie and Tony, you suck more than anyone. No, not that one. Wait. Try this one. Dear Paulie and Tony, you guys are the absolute best. There you go. At coming up with the stupidest takes possible. You know what? Possible. Just forget you what those clowns say. Just listen to the Paulie and Tony Fusco show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah. Hi, it's the Herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Teams are knocking on the door of the conference finals, and DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered every step of the way with same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. Don't miss out. As the NBA postseason winds down, it's fantastic. Super easy to get started with DraftKings. If you're a first-timer, really easy. Try betting on something like a team to win. Go to DraftKings Sportsbook's app, select your team, and place your first bet. It's that simple, really. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. That's code HERD for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www1800 gamblernet In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my! Look at that! He is... And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. 
Unbelievable! When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. And we have Greg Olson, who we love. Fox Sports. Three Pro Bowls, 14 years. Um, you know, it's interesting. I'm going to throw this at you because I've been on this thing now ad nauseum for years. It's probably irritating. But I do think as the league has pivoted to offense, it's a different language. It's just Reed, McVay, Lafleur. I don't think Jordan Love improves that much in a defensive culture. And so I'm not anti-defensive coach, but you were in this league forever. Uh, you, know, you had a defensive coaches. And, and my takeaway is, as the culture has changed, there are some innate advantages to the offensive side. So if I see a Raheem Morris or a Mike McDonald, I'm a little concerned, but is that hyperbolic or overstated? Yeah, it's funny. In, in my 14 years, I only played for defensive coaches. I played for Lovey Smith, Ron Rivera, and Pete Carroll. So I, I've only played on teams that were run from the defensive side and the defensive point of view. And listen, there's a lot of really good examples. I mean, of guys who've had a lot of success and Mike Tomlin and, you know, you can go around McDonald now just getting hired by Seattle. I mean, there's a lot of examples. I, I think the reason why teams gravitate towards offensive coaches is because typically to get an offensive play caller in your building, you have to make him the head coach. And the greatest connection between the quarterback is with his play caller. And if you have success, success is going to get your staff poached. Look what's happened to Sean McVay, right? Every coach on his staff over the years has been poached. But what has always stayed the same? The play caller has stayed the same. If Sean McVay was a defensive coach and they've had the same exact success, Every time these guys are plucked off his staff, his quarterback, Goff, and now Stafford, would have had to work with a new play caller. And it's just teams don't want turnover for their quarterback. And if you anticipate success, your play caller, if it's not your head coach, he's going to get plucked away from you. And teams don't want that revolving door. There's always a lot more defensive coordinators available. I mean, how would you like to be Philly? You fire your, you fire Sean Desai, and all of a sudden Vic Fangio falls in your lap. I mean, yeah. that's a pretty good, uh, yeah. that's a pretty good defensive coordinator. So it's not so much that defensive coaches aren't great coaches; they are. I mean, Bill Belichick. I mean, you can go down the list. They're just harder to find guys to change their offense to change the game on offense. So if you can get them in the building, you got to make them a head coach. So um, uh, you're one of the best tight ends I've ever seen. And and I go back to Kellen Winslow, Gronk, Travis Kelsey are probably the three best I've seen. There's been other good ones, Tony Gonzalez, Shannon Sharp. But it, but I, I want you to, because uh, you know some of it's Mahomes, some of it's Andy Reid. But when you watch, because you really break this stuff down so well, his feet, his hands, he made some catches the other day. And this guy's 10 surgeries in. This was backyard stuff, and you know, it's funny. It's almost the more we doubted him all year, I'm like, he's got a podcast, he's got Taylor Swift, he's getting old. Every time I see him, he's limping, and I'm like, yeah, it doesn't matter. He's really good, but what do you see from the position as an expert? What does he do that I don't see maybe or that is elevated beyond what I can grasp? Yeah, I mean, I mean, the physical stuff is is clear, right? He's he's tall. He can run. He's got unbelievable quickness for a guy of his size to have the footwork to get in and out of breaks and stop and start. It's you know that's unique, right? So you couldn't have the success and the production that he has if you didn't have the physical qualities and the physical tools. So we'll set that aside. What makes him such a nightmare is. 
for when, when, when San Francisco this week has their scout team tight end running Travis Kelsey and he's wearing an 87 jersey and he is Travis Kelsey, he's going to run the routes that are on the, the card, right? The coach is going to hold up the scout team card and he's going to run 10 yards and run a, a dig or he's going to run 10 yards and run a corner. It's going to look like real routes. Travis Kelsey is improvising his routes the vast majority of the time. Wow. And I say that as a compliment. Him and Mahomes have a unique understanding that Kelsey knows, okay, this is the timing of the drop. This is where I'm supposed to get to. How I get there is not as important as be where the quarterback expects me to be at the end of the route. And for a defense to not really know what that is going to feel like, it's hard to prepare for. All week, the guy caught the ball two yards inside the numbers, and that's where I think he's going to be. But that's not where Kelsey's going to be. He's going to run to open space. And Mahomes and him have the best connection. I mean, it's approaching the best connection of all time. You could say Brady and Gronk right now hold that mantle. But it's hard to prepare for guys when the routes are not what we always expect them to yeah. be. And find space. If you're open, stay open. And he's got a quarterback that can throw the ball from any platform at any moment and the ball's put on them. The, the combination of those two guys, they're unpredictable, and you, you just can't prepare for them in the conventional way that you prepare for most guys who are running things like it looks on a piece of paper. So here's my concern with San Francisco going into the Super Bowl. I've watched Mahomes, minus 27 degrees, at Buffalo, at Baltimore, have 12 great quarters. And some of his greatness is, in the game against Baltimore, just not making a mistake kind of game managing, which I think is the next level of greatness for, for a quarterback is, oh, I don't have to be great. Josh Allen sometimes is so great, he grates his way into some you know failures. But I've watched Brock Purdy in four first-half quarters, Green Bay and Detroit. This is with the schemes of Shanahan, turbulent, choppy. And I'm like, the AFC is better than the NFC. Mahomes has had 12 really good quarters. And Brock's had five, eight quarters when I thought Goff and Jordan Love outplayed him. Expl I would think, if you'd have told me before I saw it, how Brock Purdy will have really good halves, I would have said first half. Right? Like Shanahan's schemes. Now, Detroit, some of it, he couldn't get the ball because they dominated. But should I be concerned? What does it tell me when he was outplayed in the first half by Jordan Love? He was outplayed badly by Jared Goff. What, what, why is that? I would think Shanahan's schemes, that would be the half he would excel. Yeah, I, I think the biggest compliment that we can give Purdy is as long as Kyle Shanahan's been the head coach of the 49ers, they have been a dominant team. You know, their track record of NFC championships, Super Bowl appearances, all that's been well chronicled. They have never been a good team playing from behind. That's just never been their style. They're True. a play from the lead. They're an under center, play action, half boots. You're not made to come back from 10 points in that style. Brock Purdy has brought them the ability to play more out of the traditional shotgun, to play more from behind, more an up-tempo two-minute. And we've seen in the two biggest games of the year, something we haven't seen from this San Francisco team in seven years, two weeks in a row against the wall against Green Bay and then down 17 at half. All It looks like the end of the world's coming at the half last week against Detroit. To have the ability to play from behind is an element that this Kyle Shanahan offense has just never had. And now when they do find their early rhythm with the run game with McCaffrey and Debo and the play action stuff to Ayuk and Kittle, that's when they're at their best, right? The under center play pass and – that's the, that's the core element of this scheme of why it's so good. Now all of a sudden you factor in, hey, I got a quarterback 
that can also play from the gun. Hey, I got a quarterback that can also play off scramble and pick up plays with his legs or throw off scramble and pick up big plays. I mean, it's just not what we've seen the quarterback position for Shanahan be able to do in the past. And that's not a knock on Jimmy G or any of these guys. Purdy deserves a lot of that credit and the trust that Shanahan has to put him in the gun and say, okay, we're going to throw the ball 25 times this half because we got to come from behind. That's new. And, and I think he deserves a lot of credit. And obviously Mahomes is unique, right? Mahomes has played that shotgun style, the game's on my shoulders for the last three, four years. And it's, it's not, that's nothing new to all of us. We've seen Mahomes do this now time and time again. Um, the difference in Kansas City is this is a defensive-led unit. Right, Mahomes is an all-timer. Kelsey is an all-timer. Andy Reid, those guys on offense deserve all the credit in the world. Steve Spagnuolo in this defense, that is the story of the Kansas City Chiefs. Yes. They might not get all the headlines and they might not be the, the center of attention, but the reason they're in the Super Bowl is that defense. Finally, um, you know, there's an old saying, generals have to separate from the, uh, you know, the, the troops, right? You, you have to have some separation uh, from the infantry and the general, because you're going to have to make tough decisions. It's why my bosses don't go out and have a cocktail with me. I get it, right? Right? Got to be a little separation. And I think my knock on Dan Campbell, I defended him. I said, listen, he's true to who he is. They leaned on their strength, their O-line. He's completely authentic. He, at times, is reckless. I will defend him on all that, because it, Baltimore didn't even bring the same game plan to the table. I don't know what the heck that was. Oh, I know what that was for Detroit. I've been watching them for 18 weeks. That's who they are. But I do think there's one thing where he has to, in the lack of a better term, grow up. Sometimes he coaches like a player. <laughs> and I want to go, you're a coach. Like the Dallas situation. I'm like, come on, Dan. You're not a player. Or is that fair? Are we getting into a new era where the coach is more the player younger coaches closer in age generationally to players how do you view campbell's sort of player-like emotional state on play calling yeah so i I'll, I'll take it as two separate pieces so first his personality and wearing his emotions on his sleeve and the love he's he's not afraid to be vulnerable he's not afraid to put himself out there whether it's in a post-game press conference or midweek or in his locker room speeches to his players he he is very consistent in that regard and I, he's very unapologetic and for that i think that's a big reason why when you speak to goff and taylor decker and penny sewell and the, the veteran the leaders of this group they they can't say enough about this guy and it's not your typical what's a player going to bash his coach like it's not your typical player just coach speak and you know, he's a great guy like it is genuine the love they have in that locker room for dan campbell is genuine so i'll say i think it's a big reason for their success i don't think it's a a coincidence i think the connection they have between him and their identity and that locker room is a big reason they flipped it in three years as far as his play calling and as far as his you know what people you know they want to call him reckless they want to call him I think it's important to point out reckless is when you make the decision in the moment just off emotion. That is not what Dan Campbell is doing. Those decisions were made last week. Those decisions were made three years ago. In fourth and three, we are going to go for it every single time. And, and I think it's important to, to differentiate between, yes, he's an emotional guy, and yes, on the sideline, it appears that it's all being caught in the moment. It's the exact opposite, 
right? The people that want him to take the points, people that don't like the fourth down fake punts and all that, those are emotional reactions to outcomes you don't like. Dan's actually the one removing emotion, removing gut feel, and saying, no, we are 14 of 17 on the year and fourth and three. That is better than my kicker from 48. <laughs> the notion that I'm turning down the points is just not true. It's just not mathematically accurate. And I think the response to that is actually more emotional than the way Dan is approaching it. By the way, I thought about this. So Harbaugh, his hype videos out, and I love the guy. But I do forget that he's been out of the NFL for nine years. And he is quirky. Um, the league has changed, but I, I think his physicality sort of transcends college pro. That's my take. If I said to you, 11 wins, second to the Chiefs, is you know from where they were, I mean, do you th- see anything being an issue with Jim? Because nine years, Greg... <laughs> There's a lot of rule changes, culture changes. You think he's going to be a hit or no? I think it's hard to anticipate him not being good. I mean, the guy has won literally at every level and literally wherever he has coached college, small school, you know, Stanford, Michigan, the 49ers. I mean, we went head-to-head with that 49ers group, you know, call it 2010 to 13 or whatever that, that span was. They were incredible. So, I mean, I just, it's hard to bet against them. I mean, when you have a track record of success at all levels, all levels of college and both and the NFL, there's a reason that he is who he is. And I, and he might be quirky. He might have his own way of doing things. But when he steps in front of that locker room, these players are well aware of what he's accomplished. They are well aware of the expectation and the winning standard that he creates everywhere he goes. And the guys that are able to match that standard are going to find themselves on the way out, and the guys that raise to, rise to that standard and embrace it are going to be the guys that help turn that thing around because there's no doubt that Chargers team has a lot of pieces, obviously starting with the quarterback, that they should be a contender in that division at the bare minimum. So I, I'm with you. I, I, I don't. If you told me they're going to win 11 games and compete there at Mahomes and whatnot, I, yeah, I'd say that sounds right. It's when, you're, when you have the track record of success that he has – and the ability to replicate it in all scenarios, not just a very unique situation. All right, he only wins when he has a great quarterback or only wins when he has a great defense. He's won in a bunch of different ways at a bunch of different levels, and I think that speaks volumes. Greg Olson, Fox Sports. Good seeing you. Um, Great work as always, buddy. Love what you do. Appreciate it. All right, thanks. You bet. Greg Olson. This festival and concert season, will be all about the boots, and Decovis is your stop before attending your next concert. All Decovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Decovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. Stop by your local Decovis store, have a complimentary drink, and shop new styles. I love it. If you can't make it to a store, just visit Decovis.com. Stores are great. But it's T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Hi, let's talk about Pro Plan Sport. Pro Plan Sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours. So wherever your next journey together takes you, start it off right with the high performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. Learn more at ProPlansport.com. 
Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.